Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, thanks for joining us again. Hi, folks. Here's my curveball for Randy this week. You're starting with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here All it goes. Right. Here's how I want to introduce it. Behold, the Beyond Sunday podcast. Behold, you were so archaic. You were giving you were giving the text such a hard time for that word. I like the word though. You do. I do because just think about like we. You're right. We don't we don't use the word, but and you your kind of um, synonym or parallel was look at this. Like pay attention. Look here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think if that was in the Psalm itself. Which I, so I think what you were doing was helpful, but I definitely wouldn't replace it. Even though we don't use that word, I'm just thinking like if there was some kind of a presentation or you think of it like a circus, someone comes out and says, behold, it's like, all right, I know what that means. Even though no one ever says it in a certain context, if it's used, it's like, all right, I need to pay attention. Behold. So good. You, if that makes you feel good. It does. It good. makes me feel good. good right? And you know, so behold, if you want to pay attention to this podcast, look, look at, look at this. Behold, Randy, in That's all great, of his glory. Great motivation. All right. There you go. Got that out of the way. Uh, again, yeah, thanks for joining us. Just want to remind you guys that the podcast is, we're a few weeks in. We appreciate your questions. The The goal of this is to follow up on a midweek Uh, basis to kind of say, hey, here's what we covered on Sunday in the sermon. Here's the text that we were in. And what's that look like on a Tuesday, you know, with your neighbor or at work or, you know, with your at your family reunion, whatever. How are we going to live this out as God's people? And um, yeah, just from week to week. So as your questions are kind of like coming to you, do your best to shoot them to us as quick as possible. I would say Monday morning by nine o'clock would be ideal. When we record this, just kind of depends on our schedules, but we're shooting to do it Monday or Tuesday so that we can get it out um, to you sometime in the middle of the week. Yeah, we're just hoping to help you with uh, what do you need to do to put recent Psalms into practice? That's all we're trying to do would be on Sunday. So when you are listening to the sermon or some other teaching, uh, just be asking that type of question. What do I need to know? to live this particular psalm out in life? How do I put this psalm into practice? How do I pray this? How do I praise this? Whatever. Yeah, good. All right, so this past Sunday, we were in Psalm 54. Uh, Just a real quick recap of the outline here. Uh, Verses 1 through 3, the subtitle or the, the point was, A Prayer for Fierce Spiritual Battles. Actually, I have a question for you in that. Mm a prayer for fierce spiritual battles or while in fierce spiritual battles? I think, I think both. Okay. I, what I'm, what I was driving at though, is just, I wanted us to catch the intensity of these prayers in this particular series of Psalms. David's life is literally being threatened. So I'm really asking us to consider the times when the spiritual battle is so tough that we feel like, as I'll say, uh, Lord willing on Sunday, again, the circumstances literally, they feel like they're killing us. That, that's really what I was driving at. So it's it's when we're in the middle of thick battles like that, fierce battles like that. That's really what I was driving at. So the preposition 
I don't know if I would split hairs over that. Yeah. Kind of like me, behold. Well, it made me think, you know, I don't pray for fierce spiritual battles. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Not, no, 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 yeah, no, not that. It's for the times when we're in. Oh, them. Yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That makes a lot now, more sense. Now I see what you mean. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So that was the first three verses of the psalm. Mm -hmm. Point number two, our confidence in God's ability to rescue us. Mm -hmm. So just an understanding that God is capable of, of caring for us. Uh, he works out all things for our good. And then finally, the promise that we make to him in return. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So here's a question that came in. I'm trying to think the best way to intro this. Uh, the question is, how do I pray for judgment on my enemies without having this sinful level of hate towards them? So the psalm starts off saying, uh, Oh God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. So we're praying for God's judgment or justice against our enemies. So let's just start there with that. Uh, how do we, as Christians live that out. We're praying for justice. We've, you know, evil is working its its plan out against us and we want justice. We want vindication, but we also want to love our enemies. So what are your mm -hmm. thoughts there? So I think, uh, I think the first thing to do would be to, to focus the prayer on the evil rather than the perpetrator of it. Start with moving, I think, Take it away from a person. For instance, if I was to ask okay. us right yeah. now, would would you, who would you be praying this type of prayer against? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even sure if we would have a name. So I think the first thing I would say is one of the ways that we pray this prayer is that we are, when we encounter evil in this world, uh, we we pray against it. We don't want it. We want it to end. Well, the problem is that in order for evil to end, the perpetrators, the evildoers have to be put to an, to an end. And so that's one way that I see the prayers continuing to function. And um, so it's possible that the majority of, the, of, of our folks would be praying a general prayer to the Lord against the evil that they feel, sense, experience in this world. Please, Lord, please put this to an end. The second thing is, uh, and I hinted at it a little bit, it is possible, although it's difficult, it's possible that even in the face of personal attack, that you pray to God for that to stop without this vindictiveness against the person themselves. And, and so that, you know, interesting mm -hmm. bringing up that text from the New Testament, uh, you know, love your enemies and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, so is it possible, of course, to find that that line of I, I this is I I don't feel animosity towards the person. I just this this evil has to stop because this evil is number one threatening my is threatening my walk with God. Yeah. So I need it to stop. Right. So Lord, whatever you have to do, I wish that that person would turn to the Lord, and I might pray toward that end too. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines would be a couple of ways I would think through that. Mm -hmm. And sometime in the future, we can talk about this, uh, Lord willing, uh, and I can uh, maybe uh, elaborate a little bit more on why is it that these Psalms need to, need to be prayed right now? And what happens to a person who never prays about the evil? What is that saying about them and so forth? We could talk about that a little bit more in the future. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, when we get to the what's called the imprecatory Psalms, the okay. ones where David says, you know, 
that that famous dash their little ones on the rocks. I mean, that is just yeah. violent and yeah, really the opposite of loving your enemies. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, right. And so to finish that out, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, and maybe another way to think about that too would be when what made me think of it is when you're asking who would I pray that prayer for in my life, mm-hmm. understanding that whoever that enemy is, right, Joe Smith, uh, that that person is being driven by an evil spiritual force. So you're you're praying one knowing that there's something going on yeah, in that that's a great point. in that world in that person's life that's that's driving the evil that's hating me or persecuting me exactly. but that person himself is still someone created in the image of God exactly. who God loves and desires for him to come to him so i want to recognize too that they're not beyond God's arm not that's beyond right. God's salvation and so remembering that while we're praying against it i think that's a great thought once again it goes back to focus on the evil yeah. Rather than the particular person who's perpetrating it. And I know that's hard to do. It's not like, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. I think the main concern is, though, is for us to realize that ultimately in order for peace to come, shalom to come, that overall wholeness, mm-hmm. the new creation can't occur with the current rebellion. It has to come to an end. And so any involvement in the kingdom of God has to also involve, include, Asking it to succeed means the opposition must fail. Ultimately, it will happen with the return of Christ. And so, uh, but it's a great question because it's one of those things where I, I you know, we, we don't want to be a vindictive people, but we sure want the kingdom to come. And in order for that to happen, the evil mm-hmm. has to stop. Mm-hmm. I, I've used this illustration, by the way, quickly. You know, I, I talk about this because I think about my little neighborhood across the street. If, if all of a sudden gangs came and took over that neighborhood, yeah, how would I pray? Yeah. I mean, what would I, what would I, would I, would I love them? Sure. I would try, but the bottom line is they're taking my stuff and potentially killing uh, me or Michelle. Yeah. So there were, that, that's, a, that's, that may be, that may sound extreme depending on where you live in the world, but that's an example of what does my life look like when it's ruled by evil? Mm-hmm. I want it to stop, which yeah. by the way, they need to stop yeah. wherever they are. Mm-hmm. They have to stop or else I can't live. I die. Yeah, that's that's all. It's a, it's a it's a way for me to wrap my mind around why why would David pray like this? His kingdom is, it's his kingdom that's in jeopardy. Yeah. So on a scale of one to ten, what's the likelihood that your neighborhood's taken over by a gang? You can give it point a, five. Point five. All right. So pretty low. All right. But what made me think about that though? One point five. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I'm not moving into 2. your neighborhood. 5. Yikes. Get me out of here. I wonder. I wonder if you. I want you just think about it. How, what would this, what circumstances would have to happen for the beginnings of such rule? You ever thought about it? What, what would, what, what type of circumstance would it take before this begins to happen in a neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. So this conversation could spin off real quick. Um, I want to, where one of the ways my mind was going though, is in our own country, I think as evangelical Christians, we're seeing, um, we're seeing that happen. And so no matter where you stand politically, I think whenever your political party is not in power, mm-hmm. you think I, I, the enemy's in, right, in office. Um, and so I think if you've ever prayed for your enemy, 
what does that do to your heart toward that person too? Right. So those prayers change us. Sure. And I have prayed for enemies. Um, and I know it softens my heart towards them, reminds sure. That's me good. of That's good. of who they are in God's eyes and what they're doing I may not agree with, but God still loves them. That's good. And yeah. uh, David's emotions are a little rawer than that. David is saying, uh, thank you for allowing me to have victory because it was either them or me. Hmm. Pretty, pretty extreme. Yeah. And so to your question, though, what would have to happen for yeah. like the beginning stages yeah. of a gang to come into your neighborhood yeah. and take over? I think one of the things is the the righteous people would have to probably not have a strong presence. Whatever the whatever yeah. the pres whatever the size of the group of people is, even in a family, let's say down to that small, you know, mm-hmm. small level, uh, a family that you know just deteriorates and is in chaos, it starts small, yeah. and it's parents not being intentional, mm-hmm. it's uh, lack of direction, mm-hmm. it's you know, on. Yeah. Practical levels yeah. besides just the yeah. you know biblical yeah side of things yeah that's good yeah I mean we you know I I got a lot of other thoughts about that whole scenario but the bottom line is uh, we want we want the evil to stop because it's ruining our lives that's what that's what we want yeah good it's tricky isn't it it is all right so no, I mean that's tricky it is tricky and so if you're listening and you're hearing some weird things. Randy knocked over his microphone and I gave him a hard time about it. Now I did it. Evil, um, evil recoiling on itself. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I did, I did it myself. So that's, that's we're fumbling with our microphones. If yeah. you're just listening. That's good. Um, all right. So we've got a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. You had some thoughts about, you know, some practical midweek. What's this look like? Yeah. Yeah. So look, all I was trying to do uh, for my own self is, Mm -hmm. you know, I always run out of time on Sundays and I think, oh, if I had some time to sit and chat with somebody, what would we talk about? What we would talk about is not the finer details of Hebrew syntax or grammar or word studies. It would be more along the lines of what does it look like to put this stuff into practice? So Mm -hmm. how do I put the Psalms into practice? So first, I do think it's important that you ask yourself the question whenever you're listening to this, if you're gracious enough to see it, listen to it. Do you wake up in the morning? Did you wake up in the morning and you know you're in a fight? We talked about that a little bit. And all that means is that when you wake up, you realize that you need the prayer. So when this prayer opens up, for instance, when it opens and it and you're reading in uh in what was it in in 54 1, uh, oh God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might, it's a prayer that's always relevant. There's no, there's no day in which I'm not in the battle. And so that, that would be the first thing. Do you wake up realizing, Lord, I'm in a spiritual battle today. There are, there's two kingdoms warring for my soul. I want to be a faithful citizen of yours. Please come to my aid. The second thing that mm-hmm. I was thinking about was, uh, what about the person that is dealing with very, very difficult circumstances? And are they finding comfort in verse four, which was, I was one of my favorite sections and I made a big deal, a little bit of a big deal about the unique Hebrew here because helper and upholder are both not the normal grammatical, uh, it's not the the normal grammar here. So um, just are, are you sensing in your difficult circumstances, if you feel like you're under attack, are you sensing the comfort from God 
being an active, ongoing helper, an ongoing sustainer. That's what people of faith do. We cling to that. And I hope that that's yours in the midst of your circumstances today. And then finally, the thing that I was, I was, I really think that was probably raised the most questions. What about this free will offering thing? Mm-hmm. And all I want to, all I want to just remind you about is that this is just extra. The opposite of free will, of course, are the offerings that were required. And so these are not required. They're just done because you want to. And I just want to challenge us all again. And uh, what I wanted to remind you of, if you take a look sometime at the very last chapter of First Chronicles, mm-hmm. First Chronicles 29, really at the end of 28, uh, where there's the phrase, every willing man who has skill for any, uh, for any kind of service. And on into the next chapter, the final chapter of First Chronicles 29, you have all of this repetition, who then will offer willingly? And, uh, and then the leaders of father's houses made their free will offerings. And then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly for with a whole heart, they had offered freely to the Lord. And it's repeated over and over again. And all of that has to do with building the temple. Mm-hmm. Solomon's now ready to build it. And he's got all of these folks that are willingly offering themselves and their talents and their money and their stuff. And I just thought that's that's really what that's an example of the free will offering. It's a commitment that we all make. So if I ask you uh, this week, you know, you talk about beyond Sunday, are do you have this sense where you are glad to give of yourself to God in any way possible for his work, especially for the work in a local church like this, but just kingdom uh, kingdom wide? So there were like three sort of yeah, things that right. I Right. And so on. just to recap, what one is are we recognizing that we're in a spiritual battle yeah. every day? Our feet hit the floor because in our culture and context, for the yeah. most part, it's easy to just fall yeah. asleep to that. Yeah. So one, let's recognize that. Yeah. Two, in the midst of the fierce battles, are we reminded of, do we remember that God is our helper, our sustainer, our upholder. Exactly. And then finally, this free will offering. Um, so the response are we, to all that. Yeah. Because of those truths, mm-hmm. am I giving back? Yeah. The response. Am, am I willing to give of what I have, my time, my energy, my, my finances, whatever for the, for the kingdom. Um, and, and two, and to give thanks, yeah. right? So oh, many yeah. of these Psalms have been about just yeah. thanking the Lord. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Just giving your praise. Yeah. You've been so good to me, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. All right. Yeah. I think that covers it. Calvary Bible, thanks for joining us. We love you guys. Thank you all. Catch you next week. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.